What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 151 of the Stand Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, Incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by the Ninth Wonder, Chocolate Thunder, dropping fitties and grabbing breasts, <laughs> the, the nip flicking, deep sticking, swimming in bazooms <laughs> like Scrooge McDuck in doubloons, the phenomenal AJ Singh. So you just come up with those uh, alternates on on the fly? I well, <laughs> I got to YouTube is cracking down. <laughs> uh, you do anything good this week? Uh, not really. <laughs> uh, well, guys, last week we did our Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny review. Uh, if you haven't seen it, please please check it out. It was very good. Um, but because of that, we missed talking about Secret Invasion Episode 2 last week, so we figured what we'd do this week is play some catch-up, and we got two reviews for you, Episodes 2 and 3 of Secret Invasion, and uh, these are going to be spoiler reviews, so if you have not seen the episodes, you are uh, forewarned. Um, actually, before we get into spoilers, though, uh, AJ, now that you've seen Episodes 2 and 3, like, has your opinion of this show changed at all? I because I think personally, like my feeling is still in kind of that six point five range. Like I think it's solid, but I haven't been blown away by anything. Um, I'm I'm okay with it so far. Uh, there have been some like major, you know, like some characters have disappeared, right? And uh, I, if it, if it stays that way, then I'm happy with it because there's some permanence. You know, but um, if they keep bringing people back, then, you know, it's going to be kind of that whole thing about, like, nobody ever dies and everybody just comes back. Now, I do remember when we were watching both Miss um, Marvel and uh, She-Hulk, two shows that neither of us really cared for. Once we got to, like, the halfway mark, we were like, how are they going to, like, you know, end this in a satisfactory way, you know? Yeah. Now that we're, because uh, this, as far as I know, is only a six-episode series. So now that we're halfway through, does the pacing worry you at all? Like, are we going to get anywhere really interesting in another three episodes? Yeah, we're halfway through, and I mean, they've talked about the Super Scrolls, but it makes me wonder. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't expect any big name, like you know, actors to be in this show. Like, you know, Heath or what's the name, um, you know, Thor or whoever. But oh, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. But uh, I mean. They're teasing these guys. I, I'm sure they're going to be in the show, but then it's like, what are they going to do with them if they don't have the Avengers fight them? Like, who are they going to fight? <laughs> I yeah, I don't think they're going to get the Avengers. But um, I mean, I guess this is a, a slight spoiler before we get into. It, but we're going to spoil anyway. So, so yeah, they do. Um, you know, make mention of like, you know, what are the Avengers going to do when it, when we're found out or whatever? And it's yeah. a good question. And yeah, I think you're right. Like maybe they can get one Avenger to step in, but I I would be surprised if we get like a bunch of them. Right. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they like. Who are the good guys in Secret Wars? <laughs> <laughs> Is it just scrolls? <laughs> um. All right. Should we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we're gonna start uh, with episode two, entitled "Promises." Um. So we open in 1997 in Brixton, London. We got uh, de-aged Fury, uh, and actually, much like his de-aging in um, that they used in the Captain Marvel movie, I actually think his de-aging looks pretty decent. Yeah, I, I didn't really have any any problems with it. Um, so Fury is introduced to a young Gravik by a, uh, another Scroll woman named Vara, who will come into play uh, in Episode Three. 
Um, his parents were killed in a war with the Kree, and he apparently escaped from behind enemy lines. You know, I don't know. Maybe my memory is just not good. Like, I know in Captain Marvel there was some stuff about, like, Skrull and Kree, but I don't know if I ever really understood the details of their conflict and what exactly happened, other than, like, apparently the Kree, like, won and the Skrulls end up, like, kind of scattered. To- yeah, all I know is that the Kree's destroyed the Kree destroyed the Skrull planet, but besides that, I don't know anything about the war. Um, So Vara encourages Fury to use... um. Uh, Gravik for his cause because he's like, you know, a tough kid or whatever. Um, so Talos tells this group of scrolls that they can trust Fury just like he does. Uh, Fury promises, makes, and this seems like a big thing, you know, throughout the series is like broken promises. Fury promises that if the scrolls take on human personas and help protect Fury's home, the Earth, that he and Carol Danvers will help them find a home of their own. Um, so you're right. Just you, you mentioned this when we were talking about the first episode, and I, I kind of like I think forgot about it from Captain Marvel. Is like, yeah, he he like promised to find them like yeah. a, a planet of their own, basically. Yeah. Which, to be honest. You know, he's interacted with, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy and, like, people with spaceships and stuff. Could they not have found them a home by now? Right? Yeah, I would think the Guardians would know <laughs> plenty of planets that are uninhabited. Exactly. Stuff. Like, is every every habitable planet out <laughs> in the galaxy is, is owned by somebody? Uh, I think they could have found something by now. Um, uh, so, Soren, who is Talos' wife, who we found out, you know, uh, died... Uh, but this is a flashback to the 90s. So Soren is the first to agree um, to become a spy for Fury. Uh, Gaia and Gravik, who are kids at the time, kind of look at each other and they seem hesitant. Like, oh, I don't know if we can trust this guy. Uh, so back in present day, uh, Gaia and Gravik escape the scene of a... Uh, oh, escape the scene um, where the bombs... They set off the bombs at the mm-hmm. end of episode one. They escape in a car. Uh, Fury is grabbed by a man and thrown in the back of a van. That man turns out to be Talos in disguise. Uh, so now we cut to a train. Uh, some Russian soldiers are questioning a blonde woman on a train. Uh, they are looking for Nick Fury. Uh, the woman, like, you know, says he isn't there. And so they, they leave. Uh, that woman also turns out to be Talos in disguise. <laughs> and Fury was indeed hiding in, like, his train compartment. Um, so Fury asks... Uh, Talos if he's heard from Gaia uh, but Talos says he hasn't um, uh, Fury like tells this this tale of his childhood but basically the point of this story is to say that he doesn't trust Talos uh, or he d- at least doesn't think Talos has told him the whole truth okay. about the scrolls um, so he asks him to tell him something he doesn't know about the destruction of Skrullos and uh, Talos confesses that there are actually over one million scrolls hiding on Earth. So I guess Fury just thought it was like the handful that originally was there. Or what? Yeah, it was like 19 original scrolls or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. And then, um, yeah, now it's like a million. So I guess he didn't really know anything about that. Yeah, he, he, he was, seemed surprised about it. He that. says to, to him, uh, you lied to me. So I right. guess like, he was under the impression it was a lot less. Yeah, so Fury's mad that Talos didn't tell him. And uh, Talos is in return mad at Fury because uh, Fury left Earth and, and he doesn't f- feel like Fury's helped enough. He yeah. feel like he kind of abandoned him. Um, Talos hopes scrolls and humans can go- coexist on Earth, 
but Fury uh, doesn't believe they can. And he even says, like, we can't get along with each other. There's no way in hell, like, yeah. the human race is going to accept that there's all these scrolls on Earth. Yeah. Um, Fury has a meeting with uh, Maria Hill's mother at an airstrip. Um, you know, she's mad. She wants answers about how Maria was killed. Um, and I think Fury basically just says, oh, she was killed, like, you know, helping me here or because of me. Yeah. Like the bad guys are trying to get uh, to me through her. Um, there's a news story that says a member of the Americans Against Russia group is suspected in the bombing uh, and and that Russia is determined to retaliate in some sort of way. Right. Uh, so basically this false flag thing that they set up in the first episode is apparently working, or at least, you know, it seems that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gravik tells Gaia uh, that he could have um, killed Fury, uh, but he doesn't want to give him what he wants. He wants to punish him. Um, okay, so Gravik has this meeting with, like, this high council of scrolls yeah. that have infiltrated, like, all these high positions. Mm-hmm. I believe one is he like the British Prime Minister. Yeah, it's it's something like that. Yeah, it's a woman who's the Prime Minister is really a man, right? Or is it a woman? I think the British. Oh, in real life. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I I, I think it's a man in real life. Yeah, I think so too. It might have been based on that lady who was in there for like a week or so. <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, there was like a really weird <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah, I forgot about that story. Mm. Um. So the council wonders if they should punish Gravik for his answers. Uh, but Gravik says Fury lied to them, and he is, uh, uh, Gravik is determined to take uh, the Earth for the scrolls. He declares war and claims humanity will destroy themselves anyway. This, this kind of throws me off. Like, First of all, he wants to go to war with seven, over 7 billion humans. There's one million scrolls, and who who aren't all in the same age? Who aren't all on board with this war and everything? But okay, he wants to fight a bil- like seven billion humans, who all have weapons and all kinds of stuff. And they're, he's on their planet. They're the ones who are hosting him and his people. But like, there's also Avengers. Like, there's just two. Like this guy, he wants to fight a war with a whole planet with like a handful of people. Really, like compared to what he's going up against, it just seems so. Well, and you know the other thing is, I, I guess you could make the argument that they want to be in a place where they can be themselves. Yeah. But with their shape-changing abilities, like, yeah. <laughs> they can honestly, like, the plan is, is their oyster. Like, they could be supermodels. They could be presidents. They exactly. Could be they, could, they could make themselves look however they want to the... Exactly. They could have any position that, you know, they can be all living fantastic <laughs> lives. Yeah. And if they want white privilege, they can have it yeah. all day. Yeah. They could they could all retire out in Hawaii for the rest of their lives. Man. I know. They could be living these awesome lives, but no, they're, they're living in squalor in some abandoned nuclear <laughs> yeah. plant. I mean, it, in that respect, it is silly, right? Yeah, it is. If I had a shape-changing ability, man, I'd be living the best. Yeah. Several of my best lives. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be living several lives, too. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it really doesn't make sense. So. Yeah, his motivation must... I don't know where it comes from. Only if it's like a strong cultural pride type of thing. Yeah. Also, you know what trope... Like, it, it's probably true, but I think it's too used, is this whole thing of like... And, and this happens in movies where like there's conflict with humans and AI as well as like... Oh, look at them. They're just going to tear each other apart anyway. They're going to ruin their planet. They're, you know, humans are the worst. And it's like, 
I get it, but I, I at the same time I feel like it's overused that kind yeah. of thing in a lot of fiction. Yeah, but I mean that happens a lot in real life too. Like you know when we see like the, like the West when we see like somebody with resources and stuff, we're like they don't know how to use that. It'll just go to waste and this <laughs> and that. You know like yeah. yeah. Um. So the British Prime Minister. Uh, like I said, who is also a scroll. Uh, she nominates Gravik in charge, and um, there's also like, oh, the leader of NATO is a man who's also a scroll, and she he kind of protests, but she quickly puts him in check. And basically, everybody in the council gets on board except for one councilwoman, uh, who says that the scroll's eagerness to wage war is what got him in uh, their position to yeah, begin with? Yeah, that made me ask questions. Like, what was? How did this war go down with the Cree? Then did they start it? I mean, that makes it sound like they did. Yeah. Or maybe that I don't know. Or they or, or at least or at least that they didn't uh, use you know every diplomatic avenue right. they had, mm-hmm. and they were too quick to be like, oh yeah, we can win this. Right. Okay. You know, maybe eventually they should do like the Cree Scroll War and actually. I, I show was thinking this. they should have like in one episode do like ten fifteen minutes of just covering the war. Yeah, some sort of flashback because it does seem pertinent to this yeah. story, really. Yeah, and it does help you understand the Scroll more, like what they've been through, how they lived as a community, like what were they, you know, what were they as, like when they're functioning as one. And just from a visual standpoint, it'd probably be fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Might be, although it might be more expensive than what they want to sure. s- spend on a show like this too. Yeah. So, especially if you're gonna bring back all the Avengers, because <laughs> no, really so far this show has been pretty cheap to produce. Yeah, so far, yeah, except yeah. for the big name actors. Yeah. Right. Um, Gravik says, um, "Oh yeah, so that woman, uh, you know, she protests." Um, we get the feeling that maybe Gravik might do something to her, but he says, "No, uh, you won't be harmed, uh, and you can leave the room." Uh, so that woman goes outside and she calls Talos. Apparently they have some sort of relationship and she explains what happened. And Talos asks uh, her to set up a meeting in a public place between him and Gravik. Uh, so back on New Scrollos, Gravik is greeted as a hero for uh, the bombings and everything. Uh, Gaia discovers scientists working on a secret project at New Scrollos. Um, and we don't really get a sense of what it is in that scene, just like they turn on this machine and like the sign, there's like the scientist couple and they're kind of like complaining about like, I don't know the time frame or something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly of working on this project or they, they thought they would have something by now that they don't DNA or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, now, uh, Rhodes, uh, um, Rhodey is questioned, um, by this council about Fury being in Russia and he says there is no concrete proof that Fury was involved. And he just kind of has to play the political game and, like, you know, take any sort of heat off the U.S. when mm-hmm. he's being, you know, questioned by these other countries. Um, once he's done with that meeting, Fury calls Rhodes and sets up a meeting with him. Uh, so they go to this restaurant, and Rhodes tells Fury uh, that he he's suspected of the Russia attack, and most of the U.S. allies are on Russia's side. Um <laughs> Never. That, that, I thought that too. I'm like, even if they think that Fury or the U.S. is somehow responsible for that attack, yeah. our allies are not going to be no. like, oh, Russia. We <laughs> we believe them. They're on the up and up. Like, just think about it. Like, 
what makes sense like we have all the cards when it comes to our allies we we have all the money we have the weapons we have everything like they need us anyway <laughs> right why would they like in what world would they be like our morality is just too strong <laughs> I know. when he said that line i was like yeah i don't think so <laughs> yeah. i don't think so um so Fury tells Rhodes about the scrolls, uh, but apparently he, he already uh, knew about them. Um, Fury says the invasion has already begun and that it is his war uh, to fight. Uh, Fury wants Rhodes' help, uh, but Rhodes refuses and fires Fury, uh, telling him that he will be flown out of the country. Um, I don't remember all their dialogue, but I do remember liking that scene between Rhodes and Fury. I thought it was pretty yeah, well Yeah, it was unexpected, I thought, from Rhodes for him to take, to walk that line with Fury. Yeah, because really, like, in, in all the movies that Rhodes has played a part in, like, we've never really gotten a lot of sense of, like, what his character is like. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, all around what he is. Right. Yeah, he's always been, like, an amicable side character. Right, yeah. right. He's never really gotten this much chance to do anything. So yeah. it's, it's good that we're seeing him fleshed out a little bit. Mm. Uh, so now we get a scene where Sonya um, is torturing a scroll. Uh, <laughs> and, like, okay, she's she's torturing him. It's, like, in the back of a, was it, like, a butcher shop or something? Yeah. And I thought it was funny because they had him in chains, and I wrote he looks like he he could probably shapeshift out of his restraints, right? Like yeah. if he would have just like sh- like shrunk down all skinny, I yeah. think he could have just got out of them. Yeah, I don't understand. Are these scrolls like limited by imagination? Like what's going on? I mean, I mean maybe there's like like um, I don't know. Maybe they have like a thin like bone structure, and they can't go too far out of that or something. I don't know. I don't think so. I've seen them transform into like smaller women before. That's true. Yeah, I th- I think he definitely could have got out of these restraints. Now you know. Yeah. So I don't know if that really holds up. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gaia finds out. I wrote Gaia finds out on a 1990s computer that because <laughs> they always like I'm sorry like I know this is like an old timey like uh, you know nuclear factory or something but. I don't believe that if, if they took this place over, th- at least they wouldn't have brought in newer equipment. Yeah. It's just, I had a hard time believing she would have been using that computer. Yeah, that software isn't, like, programmed to, like, you know, talk to people and stuff like or do anything, like, that they're trying to do. Right, and also, like, she's using um, a program that has, like, current data on it. They're, yeah. they're using it, and I'm like, no. You're not going to, that's impossible. <laughs> it just, it doesn't make any sense. They're just going for that aesthetic, but it's yeah. like, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, she finds out on that computer uh, that the, the new scroll of scientists have uh, Groot's DNA along with um, extremist um, information that uh, Iron Man used, as well as some other creatures' DNA that I, uh, I can't remember their names, uh, but... Uh, basically, we get the sense that they're setting up for Super Scrolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gravik tells Gaia that his men have located uh, Brogan, who uh, turns out is the is the scroll that's being tortured. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sonya injects the scroll with a substance that starts to like boil his blood yeah. inside of his body. Um, which I guess if the scrolls attack us, we can just use that on. <laughs> That's the move. But I mean, there's questions I have about this thing that she used. Like, it eventually, did it wear off on its own or did she give him a cure for it? 
Because she was holding the cure like up to his neck, like she was about to give it to him. But it seemed like she didn't give it to him, and it just kind of wore off over time. Yeah, I don't think she gave him a cure. I don't. Well, she did she have because she injected like the stuff into him. Did she have another syringe full of yeah. the cure? Oh, okay, I must. But it didn't seem like she actually used it. It just kind of wore off over time, and that just makes me think like. Man, if he had just held out for like five more seconds, he would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, so maybe it's like it doesn't kill him. It just hurts him for a yeah. while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't think she ever injected him with a, a cure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scroll tells Sonya that he thinks Gravik uh, is building a machine that will make him stronger. And the man also says that there's a married couple named Dalton um, that are scientists helping Gravik. Uh, so Gravik and his lieutenant that we met in episode one, they uh, reached the butcher shop, and I should mention also that Gaia drove them there, and I think they also have that Beto guy that we were introduced oh, yeah. to in episode one. He's he's in the car, um, but uh, Gravik and his lieutenant actually go in, and, and they get in a gunfight at the butcher shop, and they basically just kind of wreck house, and they get Brogan. Uh, Sonya escapes uh, underneath the but- butcher shop, and Gravik puts Brogan in the car and they, they drive away. So Gravik asks like Brogan if he gave up any information and he, he, he says no, but you can tell Gravik doesn't trust him. Yeah. Uh, plus I think he would have expected that Sonya lady to still be there if uh, he hadn't given up any information. You uh, know? Oh. She had gotten the information and fled right then it seemed like But I, I thought she fled because she kinda heard like the gunfight start. Oh maybe that's why I'm not sure. I think so. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, Gravik knows Brogan told the enemy something, even though he denies it. So uh, Gravik and his lieutenants, uh, uh, well, they, he has Gaia stop the car in like a wooded area. And Gravik has his lieutenant uh, take Brogan out into the woods and shoot him. And you can tell this kind of unnerves Gaia. And then we end the episode, uh, Fury uh, drives to his house and he meets with, I, I wrote his girl, girlfriend slash wife. Who is also a scroll? Yeah. Um, now, before you watched episode three, did you think he knew she was a scroll? I, I, yeah, I, I, I did. I figured. But then I was like, oh, maybe they're gonna play that game where like even he's being duped by this woman. But I, I didn't think that was. I didn't believe anybody could have a relationship that long and not know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was episode two. Um, I. It's a week ago, so like, if I didn't have these notes, I would have probably forgot everything. But is there anything about that episode you can remember, remember that I didn't touch on that maybe you'd like to? No, it's not about right. All right. All right, guys, then we are going to now do a spoiler review of episode three of Secret Invasion entitled Betrayed. Uh, so we start out, uh, Beto and some of the other scrolls are planning to cause some chaos and we can see they have been given pictures of uh, military officials, so we assume they're going to inf- infiltrate the military in some way. Um, so Gravik invites the council to New Skrullos uh, to detail his plan to them. Um, so it turns out part of his plan involves uh, Beto and the others are going to infiltrate the Royal Navy and attack a UN target. Uh then Gravik unveils his super scroll uh, program. Uh, he says he's going to give all scrolls superpowers. But don't you think by the end of this show, he's probably the only one that's going to be transformed into a super scroll? I think there's going to be like three or four. Three or four of them? Yeah. Okay. It's never all of them. It's never <laughs> right. an army of super scrolls. Right, yeah. The budget's not going to allow that. <laughs> um, so he plans to get the humans 
fighting with the, themselves so that they can basically, I guess, pick off the winner and kind of come in and easily, easily win. Um, so now we get a flashback to New York City in 1998. And this is Fury meeting with Vara at a restaurant. And she is disguised as the woman we met at the end of episode two, his love mm-hmm. interest. And uh, we can tell, like, she seemingly, like, is really into Fury here. And he kind of does a thing where he's like, um, you know, we can't be together because I'm your superior officer or whatever. But she's like, well, it's there's an exception because we don't technically exist or whatever, you know. Mm. I'm sure you like like a man is just like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> right you convinced me uh, so now back in the present day I wrote um, Shooter McGavin Tucker Carlson scroll <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> is riling up people on on his like Fox News program uh-huh. <laughs> they picked the perfect guy for yeah him. they do <laughs> um. So now we get a scene between Vara and Fury at Fury's house. Uh, Vara expresses sadness that Fury went away for so long. Uh, Fury asks Vara if she has talked to Gravik. Um, Vara says she grieved for Fury after the blip uh, because she thought he was dead. And once he came back, he thought they would get to get she would, they would get back together and pick up where they left off. But then Fury left his space. I. Their relationship is a bit baffling to yeah, me. Yeah, it is weird. Because at the end of the last episode, they, they, they seem like they're in love. Yeah. But then I'm like, Fury blatantly doesn't trust her. Right. He, you know, he suspects her of being in cahoots with, with Gravik. And like, they seem very contentious in this scene. So I'm like, and plus, just like she said, like, he came back and then he was like, peace, I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm leaving. Like, and also, like, she's a scroll. So would she not have been. Um, allowed to be on Saber if she wanted to with Fury. Right. So I'm like, their relationship was a little bizarre. It to seems me. a little one-sided. In right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not a. That's not a good couple right there. He's just like, all right, peace. I'm out. <laughs> right. Two years. <laughs> right. So I'm like, I don't know where these people stand as a couple. Yeah. Um. But he talks about her. He mentioned her in a Civil War. Right. Or oh, does he? Yeah, he talks to Steve Rogers, and he's like, oh, I didn't know you were married. You don't tell me anything about yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't watched that movie in forever, so I don't remember that callback. But that's, I guess or, it's cool. No, it was Winter Soldier. Oh, Winter Soldier. But yeah, yeah. yeah, it's cool that they set it up back then, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so Vara gets a phone call, and Fury is suspicious, suspicious of who it might be. They also do this scene where he like looks at her phone after she leaves. like, Yeah. Did he plant a bug on there? I'm thinking the way this episode ended, I, I think he definitely oh, did. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gravik suspects, uh, has a scene with Gaia. He suspects Gaia may have told the cops um, about their location. Now, this confused me a little bit because he's like, um, and, and she she puts it off on Brogan. Like, oh, Brogan probably gave up information. Now, we do know that Bro- Brogan did give up some information, but his way he's calling her out here on the is is this the the bombing because like Fury and them showed up to the bombing because like why would Brogan have tipped off the police I mean I guess he was at the scene wasn't he I don't know what they were talking about either like what was he she tipping anybody off about exactly like I know at the beginning like when they were bombing that place like that's when she was tipping them off but after that it seemed like they totally forgot about what was going on with that 
Yeah, I was a little confused, but now that I'm thinking of it, I think this must be what they're talking about is because Fury and them showed up at the bomb site, he figures somebody must have told them. But she said he was expecting them to be there anyway. <sighs> yeah, the, the other thing that confused me, confused me is he was like, you know, the only people that were at the butcher shop was me, you know, my lieutenant, uh, Beto, and you. Mm-hmm. So those are who I suspect. But then I'm like, well, if he's talking about the bombing, then why would it be limited to just yeah. them? So it was confusing. But I think that had to have been what he was talking about was he figured, you know, somebody dropped a dime and that's why Fury showed up at the bomb site. But, God, I don't know. It was, it was a little confusing. Yeah. Um. So the next day, Guy and Gravik um, uh, are driving to a meeting with Taos. That meeting was set up. And Gaia overhears Gravik's plan on a phone call. Now, one thing I don't... One thing about this show, and maybe it's just because it's for a wide audience, is I think some of the turns are easier to see co- coming than like maybe like if you were to watch like... Um, a more sophisticated show because I was like when when she overheard this I'm like oh this is a trap yeah I instantly thought that and it wasn't a surprise late you know spoilers later on in the episode we find out that's exactly what it was but when he said it like uh, where, where she was in earshot I, I instantly was like oh it's a trap to right. get her so it wasn't I don't know it, it just it, it didn't uh, surprise me um, but anyway we see Gaia type graphics um, information on a flip phone. Um, Gravik, uh, okay, so he has this meeting with Talos at like a, uh, it's like an art museum, isn't it? And, uh, Gravik says that he would rather be a soldier than a statesman like Talos, um, or like the people, there's this painting, I guess, of a bunch of people at the end of World War One, you know, statesmen, and he's like, I would have rather been a soldier than one of those, like, you know, pencil pushers or whatever. Uh, he says that he'd rather have his legacy written in blood than in uh, oil paint. Um, so T- Talos tells Gravik um, t- to stop murdering innocent humans. Um, Gravik kind of throws out this like taunt to Talos that like you know he's got Gaia and maybe he'll do something to her. Yeah. You know, uh, this causes Talos to um, uh, get angry and put his hands on uh, Talos. Which in turn causes all the people in the background to transform into graphic and show that they're scrolls. This is another thing before it happened. I suspected was going to happen. Yeah. Like I, I'm like, okay, there's a bunch of people in here. I bet they're all scrolls. But this only led to like more questions later, because <laughs> like he eventually does piss off Talos again in this conversation, and Talos does put his hands on him, and nobody does anything about it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I guess you're like, oh, he if he's our tough leader, he'll. Uh, <laughs> He'll get out of this. Yeah, he'll figure it out. <laughs> the only thing is, is like, I get that maybe they planned so that everybody in the building at that time was a scroll, but you know, they're really trying to keep their identity like hidden. Mm. And like, what if somebody was just walking by or something and happened to see all those guys transform into Yeah. Him? Like, they could have easily lost their whole secret right then and there. For sure. You know, you know, he basically could have just had them all stand up and look at Talos yeah. still in their disguise and he would have been like, oh, okay, I right. get it. Like, they didn't all have to they don't transform. Need to, yeah. You know. And it probably cost more money to do that anyway. I don't see what the point of that was. That's true. It would have cost more <laughs> to do all the, all that uh, transformation or whatever. 
Um, so Talos threatens to tell the humans about Scrolls and Gravik's army. And so Gravik uh, threatens once again to harm Gaia. And like you said, this causes Talos to stab him in the hand and choke him. And But then as soon as Talos leaves, like, uh, like he does that thing where he... They did this on John Wick Four, where like he, you know, he pulls it yeah. out of the knife that way, and like, but in this case, his hand just heals back up yeah, pretty so. quickly. Skulls have like super healing, huh? That's true. Like they could probably easily beat us in a war anyway yeah. without doing all this subterfuge. Yeah, <laughs> if if they can survive, because if they, they, you get a figure. Well, it's funny. You'd figure they're mostly bulletproof, but didn't Fury shoot that yeah. scroll in Episode One, and he died? Yeah, I don't think they're bulletproof. So, like, well, that what are their insides like? <laughs> the fact that he shot and killed that, you, met, you know, makes you think they have, like, a heart or some sort of weak yeah, point. Yeah, organs, yeah. But at the same time, like, apparently if he shot him in the hand, he would have just went whoop. So, like, he, he couldn't do that, getting shot in the chest? I guess he died really quickly. <laughs> I mean, these scrolls, man, they, they <laughs> I want to know what their biology is like because uh, it, it seems inconsistent at best. Um, let's see. Okay, so yeah. Uh, so now we get a scene where Gaia, disguised as an old man, slips Talos the, the flip phone that had Gravik's um, target on there. Um, so now we get a scene where Fury meets with Talos and he says he has a lead on a scroll uh, who is high up in the U.S. government. And uh, Talos makes Fury ask, um, uh, actually, uh, you know, ask for his help because of how he was treated by Fury on the train like the day before or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, I don't know how much time has passed, but in, in episode two. Um, so Gravik's uh, target, well, I guess it's not his target. It's what he's going to use is a British sub uh, named Neptune. Um, uh, so Fury calls Sonya, since it's, you know, British related. Uh, Sonya reveals that she found Fury's owl camera and she even puts a little eye patch on the, yeah. the owl. Uh, she says she can't help him right now, but she gives Fury the name of, uh, Commodore Robert Fairbanks. Um, now, did she, when she gave the name, did she already know this guy was a scroll? Or did, did she just know, like, this is the guy that's in charge of that sub, so you'll want to go talk to him? And then they maybe, because Fury and Talos seem to, before they even get to that guy's house, know that he's a scroll or suspect that he's a scroll. Mm-hmm. So, like, I wasn't sure if she did too or what exactly. I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing she knew. It seemed that way. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, so Talos and Fury, they're in the van going to that guy's house, and they're kind of bickering back and forth. Talos tells Fury that his rise up in the ranks of S.H.I.E.L.D. was due to the scrolls, Mm -hmm. you know, basically being his spy network, which really, in reality, is true. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you have shape-shifting spies, that changes the game. Right. You got the leg up. I mean, Fury kind of gets indignant and like, but I'm like... Really, he's right. Yeah. Like, it seems like they are, uh, did play a huge part in you getting where you are. Uh, so, Fury and Tal- Talos inf- infiltrate this guy's house. Uh, but Bob, that's what they call him, who is also a uh, scroll, ends up getting the drop on Talos. So, Fury threatens uh, the guy's son to get the upper hand. And then Fury threatens Bob's life with a gun uh, to get a code that'll stop uh, the attack. So, basically, that sub to Neptune, um, they got a command to blow this UN plane 
out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Fury and Talos can get this code in time, they'll abort the mission. So, yeah, Fury threatens Bob's life with a gun to get the code uh, and even ends up shooting him in the foot, which, again, doesn't seem like it healed right away. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> which is weird because if it, a hand healed right away, you would think a foot would heal right away. Mm. Um, but Talos takes the gun away, uh, you know, because he, he's still he's upset that the way, you know, Fury... He doesn't think Fury values scroll life because Fury killed that scroll in the first episode. Yeah. Uh, Bob accuses Gaia uh, um, of being the one who fed uh, Talos' information. Um, so, like, this Bob guy, apparently, you know, he's he's loyal to Gravik. So him, you know, suspecting Gaia of being treacherous, like, Talos knows, oh, like, if he puts Gravik onto that, like, they'll kill Gaia. So he, yeah. Talos ends up just killing this guy. Um, so then Talos call, calls Gaia... Um, for help getting the code. And this instantly causes her treachery to be d- be discovered because apparently at that nuclear plant, New Scrollos, they have some sort of device that witness- the, 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 like uh, can detect, I guess, that a cell phone has been called. Yeah. So, uh, and it doesn't even matter because she instantly like starts attacking like two guards. And then, so she goes and fi- finds the body of the real um, Robert Fairbanks who is in one of their machines where they stole the memories. Mm-hmm. Now, this is kind of weird, too, because really, once they get the memories of the people, they could just kill them. Yeah. Why are they keeping them alive? In know. some cases, for decades. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this makes me think... Maybe Fury, like, had a deal with them, whoever's body you take over, or, like, you know, you shapeshift into and you replace them, then you can't kill them. Maybe that was part of the deal. I mean, I don't know why you couldn't, but the fact that they didn't makes me think that they are, at some point in the show, going to reveal that, you know, somebody we know is a scroll, Mm -hmm. and then they're just going to go, oh, their real body is in the basement. We'll just go get them. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that, but yeah, that's definitely a possibility. (laughs) (laughs) I also thought it was kind of cheesy that, like, basically all that guy's memories are recorded in a video format that she can right. just rewind through yeah. and find. And also... That would take forever. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing I was thinking. Like, if it really had all his memories, it'd be like, you know, 50 years of memories yeah. or whatever. And she's just like, dip, 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 dip. okay, there's the code. <laughs> it was just uh, ridiculous. That's true. Um, but anyway, she does get the code and she gives it to Talos and he's able to stop the launch. Um, so Gaia tries to leave New Scrollos, uh, on a motorcycle, but predictably is stopped by Gravik, who reveals, like we were talking about before, the whole thing was a ploy to find the traitor, and he found the traitor. Uh, so Gravik shoots Gaia, and I wrote, <laughs> who seemingly dies. Yeah. Another person who seemingly dies. We'll see. Well... I believe this one <clears throat> even less than Maria Hill. Yeah. Because like I was saying when we talked about episode one, like Colby Smolders has been around long enough that I could maybe see her like wanting out, maybe. Yeah. Or she she hasn't played a big enough part in the MCU where like it's devastating to get rid of her. Mm-hmm. So like if they want to, like I, I'm still skeptical that they actually did, but we'll see. Yeah. 
But to just bring Amelia Clark in for a couple episodes and be like, nope, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't I'll, believe this I'll one. I don't think so either. We'll probably find out it was like another scroll who was loyal to her or something. I don't know. Something, yeah. I don't think it was her either, though. She's fine. <laughs> right. Um, so now we get a scene uh, with Vara. She gets a phone call. Um, and then she goes um, into the city and she opens a safety deposit box uh, containing a gun. Um, and then she gets a call from a man that tells her where to go. Uh, and <clears throat> she says um, um, she wants to talk to Gravik. So mm-hmm. she's trying to get in contact with Gravik. Uh, but the man on the phone was like, well, right now you're talking to me. Mm-hmm. So like, um, but that's why I was saying. Once I saw that scene, I was like, okay, Fury almost certainly bugged her phone yeah. when he was looking at it earlier. Yeah. And that'll, you know, lead into the next, that'll be the lead on the next episode probably. Mm. Um, do you think the gun she got was had any significance to it? The fact that it was in a safety deposit box, or do you think it's just a a regular gun? I think it's just a mission, like okay, denoting that. Yeah. I mean, I guess we don't know her history. I mean, she has been working as a spy, though, and yeah. you, you got to figure, you know, she's aware of Gravik and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, anytime they like. You know, they they shot Maria Hill, now they shot Amelia Clark. And both times I'm like, well, I'm not really like, oh, dun-dun-dun, shock, because I think they'll just undo it in some way, yeah. um, especially Amelia Clark. I mean, that, like I said, may, there's there's probably a certain percent chance that they don't bring back Maria Hill. Yeah. But... Um, Amelia Clark's not gone. Right. Not that fast. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, going forward... Oh, by the way, was there anything else in that episode you can think of the... We didn't touch really, it. Really. Okay. Um, so we got three episodes left. And I'm just thinking. So, yeah, at some point, you know, they're going to bust out the Super Scroll stuff. You know, I didn't write it down. But like you said, you know, Gravik at one point does mention like, oh, at some point they'll get the heroes involved. Mm-hmm. And I forget what he said, but I'm like, what is their plan at that point? <sighs> They just drop off three brand new Super Scrolls or whatever and just let them do their work and lose. <laughs> I guess that is his big plan is like the Super Scrolls can maybe deal with any heroes who might rise up. Who have no like experience with their powers and barely have the experience. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just don't believe in his plan. I just don't think it's it's so unlikely to work. <laughs> well, like I said, like the biggest thing is, is like these guys could be living fantastic lives. Yeah. All of them, but like they choose not to. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. I mean, yeah. The the basically only excuse is if they have some sort of just like cultural pride. Yeah, you know where they're like, you know, we we feel like not being able to be ourselves. We're third class citizens or whatever. But like, I don't know. And like, they've already put themselves in these like positions of power. Yeah. Like, have none of them? Like, I I I mean. The other thing is, okay, there's supposedly like a million of them on Earth. It seems most of them are probably, you know, they're not on Gravik's compound. I mean, he's got some soldiers out in the field, but like how many of these guys do we really think is working for him? 
as opposed to ones that probably are just like living it up as celebrities or whatever. Yeah, you know, you're right. Like if they're leaders of of the world, like, you know, different countries and stuff, then you could just take them in as refugees and give them, you know, jobs and stuff. Yeah. Like they're, the more I think about it, I'm like, their plight doesn't make as too much sense to me. No, it doesn't. And you would have thought like they've been here like, you know, over 20 years like, I don't know. I just, <laughs> even like if they didn't realize it at first, like if I was one of them, I would have done a few spy missions for Fury and then realized, oh, wait, I don't have to do this. Yeah. Like I could be living like an awesome life. Exactly. And what, Fury's not paying them? Like, I guess not, but I don't know. I just. And also like, you know, it doesn't seem like Fury or the government has a good way of detecting the scrolls because otherwise Fury, Fury would already known there was a million of them yeah. on Earth. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they, they kind of have a big risk of like, oh, no, like Fury's going to catch me, you know. I don't know. Just the more I think about it, the more I think they wouldn't have put themselves in this situation. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so either. But they're just bound and determined to get that planet of their own. I guess they have a lot of pride. <laughs> this is all based on pride and cultural honor and stuff like that. Well, and also, if you think about it, like, um, if Gravik's plan succeeds and he wipes out all humans and scrolls have Earth all to themselves, then they don't really have that, um, you know, option of just, like, being supermodels or whatever, right, like yeah. you were saying. Like... How many of them are like, oh yeah, make an evil, even playing field, rather than me living this life, great life I have right. or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I just don't buy that there aren't scroll. If there's a million scrolls on Earth, there's a lot of them living great lives. Yeah. So I don't really buy. I mean, this. we saw a few who are leaders of countries. You're telling me these other scrolls can't do that? Like it's so easy to. I know it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Maybe that's how it'll end, though. Like, Gravik and his army just gets beat by all the, the scrolls <laughs> that are like, no, you need to shut your damn mouth. We have a good thing going here. Here, become a Johnny Depp or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Actually, if, it, if they've taken over, like, you know, Shooter McGavin, like Fox News guy, mm-hmm. you got to figure at least a few celebrities have been taken yeah, over. Yeah, Probably quite a few, actually. I would think so, too. <laughs> What these scrolls are so disgruntled about. I wish I had their powers. <laughs> Honestly, that would be the best superpower to have. Mm. Like, uh, I would, I would even, I would, I would take it over flight. I mean, can they shapeshift into like a flying human <laughs> or something? I think so. Yeah, they, I think they can shape shapeshift into any human. Okay. Yeah, I'd go with that. I mean, because like, if, if you could do that, you, also, y- you could basically try your hand at anything you wanted to. Yeah. Like you're saying, like if you wanted, you could be a supermodel. You could try your hand at acting because you could just look awesome. You could get all buff and try like a sport too. Probably. Well, that's a good question. If they turn into like a muscle bound person, do they automatically become athletic or do they just look athletic, but really they wouldn't be. That's a good question. I don't know. (laughs) That'd be hilarious. Like a giant buff scroll, like struggling with the smallest things. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Of course, they are a little bit stronger than humans, so like they could oh, yeah. easily become like pro wrestlers and just like look all beefy, you know. And yeah, Scrolls they could do anything, easy, man. man. They're they, made; they can do anything they want. But no, we're just gonna be depressed and live in this abandoned nuclear facility. <sighs> Scrolls need more imagination. <laughs> they really do. 
I mean, they could all be living the best, their best you know, lives. Lines like when uh, Talos says humans are most dangerous when they're, you know, when they feel threatened. Like everything's more dangerous when it feels threatened. That's true. <laughs> that's another line that's used in a lot of movies and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not wrong, but it's a pretty apparent line. Yeah, that's an obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, we can end this episode a little bit early, uh, unless you got anything else uh, you want to talk about. Uh, I think that's pretty much all I have in the shows. Yeah, we're just pl- playing some catch-up. I am uh, interested to know, anyone listening, like, uh, what are you thinking of the show so far? Um, we got three episodes left. Are you are you looking forward to them? Or do you think uh, this thing's going to uh, end with a bang or end with a whimper? Um, you know, I heard that there... I don't know if this was Marvel specifically, but... I know I was listening to a podcast or something, and somebody said, like, Marvel was promising, like, oh, there'll be a revelation in this series that nobody saw coming. And so I'm thinking, like, you know, it'll be that thing where, like, oh, somebody, uh, you know, superhero was a scroll, like, for a long time or, or something like that. But then now I'm like, maybe they'll just, like, do, like, a stupid celebrity cameo and be like, oh, Nicolas Cage was a scroll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I can see that. That'd be dumb, but yeah, I can see that. It'd be dumb, but like Marvel does go for the joke a lot. Yeah. So I could, it wouldn't necessarily surprise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't necessarily surprise me if they did something like that. Um, but we will find out. Uh, so yeah, guys, uh, please comment down below and tell us what you think of the show so far or, um, you know, throw out anything else you want us to review. Uh, if you will, please subscribe to the YouTube uh, channel and you can subscribe to the podcast in audio form uh, on your podcast uh, catcher of choice. Uh, leave us thumbs up, positive reviews, all that good stuff. Uh, if you want, you can come over on Twitter and follow me at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. I think I spelled my name right, but I'm not sure. Um, And that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care.